The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Welcome to another episode of The Conquer Approach. I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. I'm grateful to have you tune into this show. And this episode is going to be about finances and monetary wealth. So I know some people might wonder why I would talk about finances and monetary wealth on a podcast centered around self-mastery, but I believe when it comes to our lives, our monetary wealth is a reflection of our ability to master our mind, body, spirit, and our ability to give and serve others. So that is definitely an instrumental piece of achieving true abundance and happiness, and that's why it's going to be an instrumental piece of this show as well. Okay, and I want to start off with a quote. Some people have thousands of reasons why they cannot do what they want to do. All they need is one reason why they can. Now, I believe money just amplifies who you are. Right? If you're if you're selfish and greedy and you come up with millions of dollars, then you're just more of that. You're more greedy and selfish when you have more money. Right, if you're caring and giving and loving, you're gonna have more to be caring and loving with when you have money. Right, money is a tool, and money is definitely an important piece of our society. You know, when it comes to our local towns, our counties, states, the government, federal, internationally, money runs a lot of the operations, if not everything, at this point. Um, and because of that, a lot of our our worth or dignity is tied to that amount of money. And so it, it, it's, a, it's a balance of, of being centered and rooted of who you truly are and then using that money as a tool instead of being defined by money. Right, money can be your master or it can be your servant. And when I was in the Navy, I was very focused on my finances for when I was getting out. I realized I was entrepreneurial and I wanted this financial freedom and I wanted to be able to do and have the lifestyle I wanted. And I and I was focused on the financial aspect mostly. I was focused on getting into real estate, you know, investing and doing all these things so I can become financially free, which is good. And I had a plan in place for that. But I realized along the plan, along that journey, 
on the journey I'm still on right now is that I don't need to wait until I'm financially free to go after what I truly want, to go after my dreams and my goals and my ambitions, right? It doesn't have to be in that sequence. I don't need to be financially free and then work on my dream. No, I need to work on my dream and allow that to make me financially abundant. And that's one of the revelations I had to start this podcast. I wanted to do this podcast for a while, but I was like, well, I want to do it without a financial burden. I want to be fully focused on this or becoming a writer or all, all the other things I want to do, speaking and writing and podcasting. I want to be able to do that without worrying about how I'm going to pay my bills. And that's why I thought I had to get my finances to the certain level where I could do that. But it's not about that. Because if you're doing something solely for money, it's not going to last. You're going to burn out because you don't have a strong enough why. You don't have a strong enough reason, right? That, That reason to be financially abundant is wasn't it wasn't strong enough when it's centered around a job that doesn't truly fulfill me. So I decided to focus more on what I truly enjoy. And I think that brings upon a more authentic version of oneself is when you're focused on something, not necessarily for the monetary outcome, but for the true passion you have of that. And this is why a lot of people who we know who are extremely successful suffered with a lot of poverty in the moments they were trying to develop their career. Like Tyler Perry lived in a car. He was as broke as you can be while he was on his journey becoming a great actor, director, writer, producer. And now he's a billionaire. And he's just one story. Right. And there's countless stories. Steve Harvey. Right. Kevin Hart. You know, almost everyone who is extremely wealthy now had a time in their life where they were extremely poor. Uh, Well, I would say poor. They were just broke because I think poor is a mentality. And being broke is just a time or a period of an event. Right. And they overcame that because of their mindset and their why. Their why was so strong that it didn't matter about going a year or two being broke. That sacrifice was worth it for them. They were willing to sacrifice, and that's really what it is. The people who achieve great monetary wealth, from my observations, are the ones who are willing to sacrifice and put in that the work necessary to get to that point. And there's nothing wrong for achievement of the monetary wealth. But it's why. Why do we want it? Why? What are you going to do with that wealth? Right? I have aspirations for great wealth because what I can accomplish with more wealth. Right? I believe when you have more money, you have more to give, obviously. You can have a larger impact, more influence, you can have you can contribute to more programs of the poor. You can inspire a lot of people, and you can help a lot of people. 
And there's a lot of there's a lot of men- mindset issues when it comes to it because we we don't have the financial literacy or financial education to look at money as a tool, right? We're not taught about money really in schools or anything like that. Uh, and so we, we grow up with these programs and these belief systems that kind of sabotage our ability to make money because we think rich people are bad people. And obviously there are some who aren't the greatest kind of people or they're greedy or whatever, you know, but they're from my studies and my reading and my research, most wealthy people give more because they have more, but they, they had a strong reason why they wanted to become rich or wealthy. Like Andrew Carnegie gave away all his wealth and he's one of the wealthiest men ever, right? Money we believe if if we believe rich people are bad people, you'll never be rich or have monetary wealth. Because your programs are not aligned with making money. And you can be wealthy without money. And I know that. There's a story in uh Coop Blackson's book, You Are the One, and I think it's the very first chapter actually, called The Wealthiest Wealthiest Man in the World. Um, and he came upon uh, these beggars in India. And he, he explains the story so beautifully in the book. Um, but that m- the man he's talking about was a blind man with no arms and no legs. But he had nubs instead of arms. But he was playing the drums, like a drum. And it was, it was so beautiful. Coop Blackson talked about how he was just crying but then he noticed the man didn't even have arms. And then he noticed he was blind. And then he noticed he'd even have legs. And he just couldn't believe his expression of that music was so beautiful and so powerful. And he didn't have even the the limbs that we are always taking for granted, right? He didn't even have eyesight to see how his music was impacting people. But he did it solely out of love. And that was the lesson that he taught Coop Blackson. And that's why he refers to him as the wealthiest man in the world. Because he was able to be a expression of love unconditionally with what he had. And he exemplified that gratitude with his art. He didn't need money. And even he actually, in the book, he said... Uh, he tried to give him some money, and he rejected it. He wasn't there for, you know, making any any money from the people passing by. But he had the wealth of life, which is greater than money, which is true gratitude and love. So back to money and finances, that was just a, a great story that that reminded me of because you can have abundant life, but to have a financially abundant life in this day and age, you can help more. You can give more and you can make impacts that can last longer than your lifetime here. Right? Building Oprah Winfrey, building schools and doing all these things. That school is going to outlive her. And she wouldn't have done that and had the opportunity to do that if she didn't have the financial abundance that she created in her life. Right? And... The lack of money 
is really the root of all evil. That's another popular belief that money is the root of all evil. It can be a root of evil for sure. But the lack of money is one of the focal points of crime, right? An estimated increase of violent crime by 3 to 5% is based on the, each percentage increase of the unemployment, right? So there's a direct correlation they found with unemployment and violent crime. So a lot of the time it's the lack of and then one person resulting to violence or theft or whatever to have that, right? Because they have an, a lack of whatever resources. And, you know, that, that's a complicated topic because obviously we know there are people who manipulate and people who take advantage of systems and take advantage of others. And that's really how the media perceives a lot of the wealthy as people who are just taking advantage um, or doing illegal things, which I'm sure it happens, right? Money is a a huge temptation to do a lot of bad things when you hold a, a position of power. And the media perceives even millionaires as just boastful, arrogant individuals. But in reality, most millionaires in the U.S., are everyday men and women, women, right? They're not driving Ferraris. They're not wearing flashy clothing. They're everyday people, right? And there's a great book, Millionaire Next Door, which breaks down a lot of this, right? And there's another one called Everyday Millionaires, uh, which kind of just shows a a large, it's a large study of over uh, 10,000 millionaires that Chris Hogan and Dave Ramsey did. You know, and some of the principles I don't always I don't really agree with in my my idea, but they they show the the way to just achieve the millionaire status. But I feel like even with a millionaire status, if you aren't financially free, it can only do so much because it's not just about the status of saying I'm a millionaire, you know, because a lot of those assets are not available to you vice monthly cash flow explained in the book uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I think is probably the best finance book ever. Um, and, you know, being a millionaire really means having a million dollar or greater net worth, not annual income. So some people think, you know, these just these athletes and actors who make millions and millions of dollars a year those are the millionaires, and those are the ones that media always focuses on. But you're not going to focus on the, you know, banker from Louisiana who nobody knows but was able to save and invest over a long period of time and compound his money to over a million dollars in net worth, right? So they obviously focus on the high-paying athletes and actors and fame and fortune, but all it means is you have a million dollars worth of assets minus your debt. That's what the true millionaire label means. So in theory, if you had a house that was worth a million dollars and it was paid off, you technically have a net worth of a million dollars, right? Uh, or if you have a bank account 
and a house and, you know, a retirement and account and all those add up to over a million dollars in value minus your debt, then you're technically a millionaire, right? But that doesn't happen overnight. And that's what a little bit of this episode is, is to have the mindset to play the long game, right? It, it takes years to build wealth, right? But the, the whole goal of building wealth shouldn't be so you could just have a, the biggest house you can possibly buy in a nice car, right? It shouldn't be about you. And that's just my opinion, right? If you just really want to have a nice car and a nice house and you create uh, that wealth by serving others and having a great business or whatever, you know, good for you. As long as you're truly happy with yourself. But one of the questions that made me ponder finances so deeply uh, was this. What would your life look like? If you had no confines from your income, what would your life look like if you had no confines from your income? Where would you go? Who would you help? What would you create? What contributions would you make? What nonprofits would you build? What charities would you support? How much more can you give? Not just monetarily, but with your time. Because at the end of the day, that's the most crucial asset. And that's one of the motivators for me to have, you know, financial independence and security was time. I felt like I I had a, a lot of work and I spent a lot of time working when I was in the military uh, which is all good. That was the mission. That was the service I was giving at that time. And I spent many, many hours a day and weeks and months working and, you know, supporting that mission. But there wasn't much left over for me. Right? There wasn't much more I can give to anyone else because I was so caught up in giving all my time and most of my energy to my job, which taught me that. It taught me that life is so precious and I don't want to live my entire life working and then finally getting to what's called considered retirement age 66 or 67 whatever it is now and then start enjoying my life after all saving and investing for you know 50 plus years or whatever like i, I didn't want to have to wait cuz what if i don't make it to that age no one knows for sure how long they're going to live and i can't depend on growing old because life is fragile. So how can I enjoy that life now? How can I create the lifestyle where I can live fully, do what I love, connect with people, and, and do what I'm passionate about, and make income passively to support me and fund my projects while I learn and grow 
and then grow my income to a point where I can give more and more the older I get. And then by the time I'm in my 60s, if I get there, God willing, I've already given 40 years to more people and and supported more movements or whatever the case is, right? I wouldn't start, I don't want to start when I'm that old, (laughs) if that makes sense. I don't want to wait because right now is what's important. Right now is what matters. And I can't depend on, I didn't even want to depend on a retirement account. Not saying don't invest in a retirement account because everyone should have, everyone should be saving and investing and, and doing things that help their money work for them. And there's different avenues to invest. But you don't need to wait until you're extremely financially wealthy or you're retired to start living the life you want. I wanted to travel. I wanted to live freely. I wanted to speak. I wanted to write. And I couldn't, I can't do those things if I'm working the amount of hours I was working in the military. And that's what kind of led me to this and what kind of led me to being entrepreneurial and not wanting to have a boss telling me how much I need to work, how many vacations I can take, how many days off I can have because life is too short and I don't want to let that pass me by. And I'd love to hear more about your guys' view on this, so please connect with me. Please connect, send me a message, visit my website. Let's chat. I want to see what is inspiring you. Why are you chasing wealth? What does wealth look like for you? What does that life look like? If you had no confines on your income, what would you be doing right now? And for that question, what does your life look like? Where would you go? What would you do? Who would you help? All those things. If those answers aren't what you are doing at this very moment and how you are living right now, then you should notice that because you deserve more. You deserve to have that lifestyle because we're here for a limited time. And Jim Rohn says, what you chase eludes you. You get what you want by the person you become. And I'll leave it with that. To achieve wealth, to have the money and riches you desire, to make that impact, our minds, skills, and abilities have to be at a higher level to receive that kind of grace and abundance in the monetary form. So with that being said, thank you again. Please connect. Send me a message. I want to hear from you. I want to see the way you look at it. What are you truly chasing? And if you're chasing monetary wealth, why? That's it. That's the number one question you should ask yourself is why. I love you. That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone you know will also. Please share, subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people, have a farther ripple and a larger impact. 
Stay grateful. I appreciate you. And remember, you are a conqueror.